Hello and welcome back to Reading the Peers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me as always for the monthly movie awards, it's my co-host David Scanlon, as we present our accolades to the films of June 2022. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Thing out of nowhere, <laughs> just that rightfully so, rightfully oh, so. See, the only it wasn't I wasn't trying to take the title away from you. I was just trying to take legitimacy <laughs> from the podcast away. That's the key distinction uh, here. Usually, so uh, it's it's if if I'm if I'm experiencing your analogy is yeah. I'm the co-pilot and instead of you, you, you're giving me your parachute. <laughs> no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. so I can get out of this burning rubble. Yeah, it's like me being on the Titanic. We're like, hey, remember that time you said you wanted to ride the drive the boat? <laughs> I think that was the time. That's the time. Right. It was his fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't see the oh, iceberg. No, nobody knows the name of that captain. Nah, he was vilified. I think. Oh really? Yeah, I think yeah. He, I think he ended up in court. Something, something happened to him anyway. Okay. I think this is the court, court of public opinion. Yeah. I think he we started cancelled on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, welcome back again. It's just me, it's been a while. It feels like a while since we've done this, hasn't it? So, June has felt like a long month for me. I don't know yeah. about you, but it's felt like a long mm-hmm. ass month. I don't know, it's because I'm jet setting here and there what it is, but. Alright. Yeah. Humble brag. Yeah. I've been here and there. Yeah, well, I got COVID. <laughs> Good. Is this how we're doing it? Yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, thanks for coming back. I'll always come back. Uh-huh. Thank you. This is the only one who talks to me anymore. It's, it's in the contract. It's in the contract. Um, yeah, so uh, hello people listening to this as well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Um, we are going to hit up with the usual thing we start with, which is Get Letterbox. Letterbox is a cool website for tracking all your movies and letting us know what you think about um, the new movies of any times but we'll be focusing on the ones coming out in the month this is so rambly already um, but why, why I think it's why I'm also um, pitching it again is because what we've done for this episode is I know last month last week last month uh, I was talking about doing a, 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 like a, a review award scrap that completely and I'm just going to throw in um, reviews that people have given these movies across the month that either follow us or don't and so I think that could be a fun way to you know engage the listener mm. and I say listener as in singular <laughs> Uh, but also if you don't have letterbox you can also uh ping us on instagram at reading it appears and send us your movie reviews there i put something up on the gram this week and some people got back to me about movies they saw as well so i think that could be a cool way to get other people's thoughts movies on the list movies we're talking about movies to be honest a lot more movies that weren't on the list than were okay which, so but they weren't a good income in june are these movies that are come have come out recently or no just people just told me their thoughts <laughs> look Hey Gary, I saw Back to the Future 2. Did you know there was a sequel to Godfather? <laughs> Did you believe it? Or would, isn't it in uh, Harry Met Your Mother, uh, one of their dads dies and he's like, Crocodile Dundee 3. It's legit. <laughs> he leaves like a voicemail yeah. or something. Um, I've seen it, it on cable. Yeah. Uh, also, five stars on Spotify phone app. That's all I'm saying about it. No more. Sign into your partners account and yeah. do the same parents, parents. doctors <laughs> yeah. co-workers uh, time codes below to help you jump around the ramblings uh, yeah. but the movies you're going to be talking we're talking about I think 10 movies this month uh, well I guess the, high, the, the, the the big blockbusters of them all would be is it 10 or 8? I only know no sorry I'm missing a few anyways yeah. so, yeah. uh, you were slacking you were too busy jet sitting yeah, no. uh, uh, we're talking about the likes of you know your Jurassic World Dominions your uh, Elvis Lightyear what else we got here Hustle Spiderhead the whole shebang a lot of singular name movies this year oh no sorry this month uh, oh if you by that you mean four 
Yeah, four. Okay. That's a high percentage. <laughs> we should work it out. 40%, isn't it? <laughs> work it out. 40%, oh my God. That's all I need to pass exams in college. Oh, uh, sorry. Just the two that jumped out there were light year and Elvis. But now that I think about it, it would be Presley or Buzz. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we can say misnamed movies. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this kind of late in the week. As I was midweek yeah. after work. Bit manic. Oh, yeah. Because do you know why? Because David's jet setting again. Jet setting again. I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm seeing those Ryanair deals and I'm like, yeah, I'll get on that. And then I have to I've pay for been, baggage. I've never been to Liechtenstein. <laughs> we'll yeah. give it a go. Yeah. And also at the end of the podcast, we'll be talking about the movies that are coming out in July as well. Oh. And I'm hoping to see what people are looking forward can't to. Away from Minions, The Rise of Gru. Mate, did I, did I tell you I watched Minions last night in preparation? Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> have you seen any of them? Uh, so I think I've seen Spickable Me 1 and 2. See, they're supposed to be good, aren't they? Yeah. But it's funny because uh, the Minions movie um, <laughs> doesn't have any of the talking characters from the other ones. Oh. So it's a lot of... Meep, meep, meep. That, yeah. Um, but also, yes, so if, if this is your first time listening... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but how we do this is we present our six awards. So best movie of the month, worst movie, best actor, worst actor, hidden gem, and something that used to be called visible garbage or visible tr- visible trash, but we've ne- now renamed to blatant muck. Yeah, we put a, an aim dumpy spin on it. Yeah. Wait, uh, what, did you, what did you say it was? Uh, blatant muck. Blatant muck. There we go. It just, it just sounds yeah. better. Uh, we wanted to base it more off the... Former RTE sports oh, correspondent? Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's still a journalist. Okay, I don't know what he does. Yeah. Uh, Eamon, what are you up to? <laughs> uh, and also, yes, so how we do this then is we also, um, we vote on it ourselves. So it's it's the Academy of Reading of the Peers vote. There's only two members, me and David, but if it goes to a tiebreaker, the producer breaks the tie. So initially the producer was me until people gave out that I had too much power. Then we got the magical deer from the Fantastic Beasts franchise, the Chillin' to come in. Last month we had multi uh, multiverse versions of Gary come in and do it. But as people may know, petrol's gotten very expensive and that is an un, un, like a, not a feasible cost to for the podcast anymore. Yeah. So for this month, what am I doing? Uh, I've decided to reach out to David Attenborough's younger brother and ask him, how do you clone people? And he's made me a clone of Gary and he's sitting there in the corner, but I've decided to make it more accurate and cover him in feathers. <laughs> he's more like a dinosaur. He's more like a dinosaur. He's more yeah. like a dinosaur. Exactly, yeah. Oh, he looks but also, like if you want to stop, you just put his hat, you put your hand up like that. Yeah, yeah. Back off. A lot of hand movements. Yeah. Um, that was a lot to get out, through, out of the way, but yeah. That's it. That's the intro, Gary. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Like, we're only, wow, seven minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Right, let's get talking about this. We're going to start with our Best Actor Award. We've got some good nominees here this month, but I think we should start with the Baz Luhrmann nightmare. <laughs> that is Elvis. Gary, come on. Be, so, be, be sound. Some people, look, some people's dreams could be some people's nightmares. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. My nightmare is losing a Champions Cup final in, Pir- in, in La Rochelle. For the, I'm sure from people in our show, that's their dream. People can have different expectations of events, David. Some people like to be very, very dizzy in a cinema. I don't. <laughs> okay, I think the, the best way to start this is it's a phenomenal performance. Mm. Okay, so Austin Butler plays Elvis. Fantastic. Yeah, he. I would like. I wouldn't even say he is like he's the main character, but he shares like screen time with obviously um, Tom Hanks's Colonel Tom Parker, and like him being the narrator. Uh, of of our story, I I felt early on it kind of took away from Elvis, but as the movie goes on, you see more and more yeah. of Elvis throughout. But absolutely phenomenal, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised now by uh, Academy Awards season next coming up next year that he's in the in the hunt or whatever. Yeah. Um. But as it as you say, as a movie as a whole, 
I had a lot of issues as well. So, uh, yeah. So, to clarify my opinion on it, it's a good movie for people that like Baz Luhrmann movies. Yeah. I don't like Baz Luhrmann movies. I don't think they're bad. I just don't like them. Yeah. It's why my review started with, no, thank you. No, thank you very much. Exactly. I'm yeah. polite about my disagreement with the movie. But, um, yeah, and I think it is, it's a bit of an unusual spin that it's not, re- it's, a, it's a movie about Elvis, but, like, not really about him so much as yeah. the influence of other people on his life, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's not really like the usual biopic movies like your Bohemian Rhapsody and, yeah. uh, and, and Rocket Man. But I think really what ties it together and what I think makes it a phenomenal movie is Austin Butler's yeah. Elvis, who I may have given a bit of shtick for. Yeah. Um, quite a lot, actually, of shtick uh, for no reason whatsoever that I enjoy picking on people. Uh, you saw that trailer and you were like, I've yeah. got so See, I much I saw the trailer a million times. <laughs> yeah. He played every movie and I was just getting sick of it. But I think when you kind of, because he doesn't, if you ever watch Elvis or any interviews with him or seen perform, he's not really like Austin. Like no. Austin Butler's not really like him. He takes, his, he does his own take on it. Yeah. But I think it actually, from watching the movie, it actually really works. Yeah. Um, but I just think for Austin Butler in this role, the, the physicality and the showmanship mm-hmm. he's able to put in to the role is what blows me away and yeah. not like, yeah. he's able to, because you watch Elvis perform and he's kind of, he's shaking his hips about, but yeah. like Austin Butler does a cinematic yeah, very exactly. Yeah, which yeah. I think really, you know, is quite. And fantastic. yeah, I think like with what the movie was going for, and certainly like the, I, I, I would um, kind of break this movie up into three parts. So you have kind of the early years, and the early years, there's this whole thing about Elvis kind of dancing on stage. And He's stuff. being too erotic. Yeah, we don't mind spoilers. I mean, it's the life of Elvis. <laughs> Oh, if anyone doesn't know the life of Elvis, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the, I think they, for for the the story to kind of progress, I think they use that element of, of him kind of being over the top on stage and things like that. And, and I think if you were to use Elvis, say, you know, you look at his early years and just use exactly what he did, I don't think that would make sense. Yeah, like, yeah, it, would yeah. Just be, it would just look a bit strange, like they're making such a hullabaloo over something that's so... Timid. Um, timid, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I think Austin Butler does a good job of just, like, being so over the top on stage. Yeah. And um, it's, it, there's a couple of times on stage where his, his bandmates, you know, tell him, you know, you know, work it up a bit more. The yeah. girls the girls are loving it and stuff. And, and even the girls' reactions are ridiculous they're, at times. They're, okay, that's the that's what I hated this movie. The that, most. that point, that first time you see him shaking in, the, in the pink suit, yeah. I think that, that really caught me. I was like, yeah. wow, what is this? Because, like, people don't go that insane. Yeah. And if for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, um, well done. But also, <laughs> uh, if they have ha- happens to have seen Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, yeah. that's a fe- the scene with the fembots. Mm. That's kind of what happens in that a man is doing weird dance moves and women are effectively breaking down. Mm. Um, it's very off-putting. But again, I think it just goes back to Baz Luhrmann yeah. and over the top. Yeah, it's what he does best. Um, but in terms of... Okay, so... That's for me is just where it kind of fell down, but there is plenty of times in this movie where I really, really enjoyed it. So number one, when he brings in the two producers, um, I know one of them is played by Dacon Montgomery, we would know from Stranger Things and Power Rangers, Rangers well. David, yeah. don't forget yeah. about Power Rangers. Um I think that whole section is really good. It's him kind of rebelling against Tom Parker. He doesn't want to do um Christmas songs or whatever, he wants to do his own thing. And he plays that rebel song, isn't it? Or the Gospel song? Yeah, the gospel yeah. song. Um, to protest, uh, protest. somewhat. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that whole section was really good. And then the, the section that just, um, it stood out for me, and it, this is really the main part of the story, is um, his first show in Vegas. So oh, I love that. This, like, what, what, and this is where I think Baz Luhrmann's directing really, really works, is because you see Elvis on stage, and he's given this absolutely phenomenal performance. He's blood, sweat, and tears into it. He is absolutely giving the crowd everything he's got. 
he's going from side to side he really like he's singing his lungs out and Tom Parker's in the crowd with the um, the owner of the hotel and he's literally writing down I I can give you this guy for five years yeah and like you consider like Elvis is putting so much into this one single performance he has to do this for five years yeah. and then he has the audacity to come out with that famous line that uh, I know my dad told me about you know, oh, you're going to give Elvis five million, but what are you going to give me? Yeah. And like, that just shows, that just literally, I think that, if you could cut that scene out, that was the whole meaning of the story. Yeah. Is that you have this absolute brilliant performer who loves performing, who's giving everything he's got and you've got a guy who's literally got him around the neck and just like, take him for dry. everything yeah. he's got. Like, so yeah, th- so I think there is times in the movie where for me it didn't work it was way over the top I, I've said it in my letterbox review it was sensory overload like you were just mm-hmm. flashing yeah. on, on screen but in other times I thought it really worked where you see Elvis putting in this huge performance but you understand the meaning of it yeah. in, in, in his life and stuff like that so. yeah and I think I uh, agree with all that and I think just another bit to add on to this is that it surprisingly has very few Elvis songs in yeah. it so if you're a big Elvis fan um, congratulations on your 70th birthday but uh, why am I why am I like this <laughs> why am I don't be like that like Elvis um, uh, yes there's not many Elvis songs in it which I was quite taken aback by um, because I thought it would be like Bohemian Rhapsody where they'll yeah. just be like what are you doing there Freddie is like I don't know just making a song and yeah. then that's the origin for yeah. uh, uh, Under Pressure or something yeah, like that or the We Will Rock You one yeah. like, you know. but I, what I did like is and I don't know if it's a rights issue or anything like that but it, it, Baz Luhrmann seemed to have strategically picked the songs that um you know, were, were, were key moments, I guess, in Elvis' yeah. career, but also ones that, that one, the, there's a song called That's Alright, which was shown at the very beginning of the movie is how Elvis was discovered. And then also later on in the movie, they show how he builds it to his Las Vegas show. Yeah. And that how he's able to show three different depictions of that song. One, the first time is Elvis discovered, where Elvis got the song from, and then in the Elvis show. And I'm like, that's great. Because if you had too many songs yeah. in there, it would have been a bit murky. So um, that's just one thing, I guess, is a word of caution in that, like, you might not hear your favourite Elvis yeah. song. Um, so do you hear your favourite album song uh, yeah a little less conversation uh, that's my favourite yeah. one I think that's the one because there was like a remix of that, that came yeah, in like, yeah, and actually speaking of remixes I really didn't like the new versions the, the remixes of songs in this the yeah. modern version I liked it in The Great Gatsby I didn't like it in this yeah. it just felt like it was weird there's something weird about uh, we're seeing Elvis in like 1960 walking down Beale Street to Doja Cat so this is the thing I wish they had have just used say a B.B. King song or something yeah. like that like instead of using uh, like I understand the 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 idea was probably, you know, we want to use an African-American artist because he mm-hmm. had so much yeah. roots in African-American Which society. Which this movie actually does a very good yeah, job of really good. To, by the way. But again, as you say, there's bits in it you're like, this is taking me out of the movie. He's in, yeah. he's in 1950s, you know, um, what's that city called? Memphis. Memphis, sorry. And uh, he's walking down to this like rap song. which just, just feels just, weird. It just, yeah. it just takes out of the movie. Yeah. Um, but also as well, there's a, it's a weird thing. It was in the trailer side. It's the last thing I'll mention on the movie probably uh, is the bit where he's shaking his hips it's like the guitar riff from the come together from the yeah. Justice League what the fuck's that for there yeah. I just thought they put it in the trailer because like it sounded good but when yeah. I saw it in the movie I was, it's strange how much of this movie is the trailer yeah um, but yeah look it's 2 hours and 39 minutes long and I think it really drags because you have s- these high peaks of yeah. euphoria and music and then the lowest points of Elvis being abused and you know just being like having a tough time but so yeah I, I, the the other car, uh, complaint I would have is it was just too stretched out I feel like yeah. they should have just focused on one single part of his life or mm-hmm. not single part of his life but more kind of just focus on yeah. you know his career rather than they seem to just go over his whole yeah. life and, and well, that's what I thought would have been cool if you made it a three-part mini-series yeah. on Netflix, like one hour long, cast a different album yeah. each time, like The Crown or something. Yeah. But there's or no like way Father Ted. 
What? Like Father's Day. Like Father's Head, David. <laughs> yes. That's what they should have done. Raging, I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, regardless of the movie, um, awesome. Like, fantastic. phenomenal production. Just, I think personally for ourselves, we yeah. just it just wasn't exactly for us. But again, that's, again, personal yeah. preference. Uh, so like I said at the top of the show, I'm going to mention just people who gave in reviews about it. Yep. So I have one here. I'm thinking of calling it something cheesy, like the peer review. Yeah. Just, you know. It's the name of the podcast. The yeah, something like that. I know that's not what a peer review is. What is a peer review? It's you know when you like you discover like an atom and you're like, hey, can oh, someone make sure yeah, this is right? Sorry, yeah, it's a gross simplification of it, but yeah, pretty sure that's it's right. It's like a replication or second. It's just yeah, sense yeah. checking and making sure you're talking shit. Anyway, so this one comes from Lily Nolan. <laughs> uh, she gave it three and a half stars. Loud. Super that's is that's particularly what we were doing though, isn't it? Yeah, because like we're saying something. Yeah, and they're, they're like, yeah. Yeah, some good PR. Uh, Elvis, uh, Lily Nolan gave it three and a half stars, saying loud, superficial, fun, long, but I was still tapping my feet all the way through. There you go. I think that summarizes it pretty well. Yeah. And if you say so, <laughs> I wasn't. Ta- it's also why I sat away from everyone because I knew I'd be sighing the whole time. <gasps> I sighed a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh God's sake! I definitely sighed. At there was definitely a lot of stuff. Basler, for sake. <laughs> Um, okay, other good performances. Uh, it, I have down here um, Emma Thompson in Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Yeah. Grand or Grande? Grand. Grand. Grand, yeah. Leo Grand. He is from Dublin. Is he, he, no, he's not from Dublin. He's from no, he has Tipperary. A, he has a, yeah, he has a Dublin Irish accent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to tell people about this movie because they might not know? See, I don't know if you'd even put those. I did, like, do you know what? These, it's such a small film. Okay, so this this is a film about that takes place in a hotel room. Well, yeah, mostly t- takes place in a hotel room, and it's about a sex worker and a older lady who has it's a widow, ex teacher, yeah, lost her husband. Yeah, um, and she just wants to explore herself. Yeah, um, but so the the reason I think the the performances stand out is because I don't think this movie would work unless the performances were were good Mm -hmm. I don't think they would work unless the two actors actually bounced off each other well yeah you know what I mean (laughs) Um, but I love these types of film and I I think like don't think this not necessarily doesn't work in the cinema but I don't think uh, I think you could enjoy this just as much at home as you would in the cinema yeah Um, well you saw it at home I saw it at home you saw it in the cinema oh you watched this yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but what I would say is, this, I think, is actors doing, like, or just actors, like, really flexing their muscles because there's nothing else they really have to play off. Yeah. Like, because it just takes place in the one room, there's no kind of element of, you know, there's no place to hide, I think, is, yeah, is no the way I'm pieces, trying to say. Yeah, no like, um, I think what, it's kind of like a play. Yeah. That, like, it could easily be staged as a play. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I agree that, like, it doesn't work without the actors being good. And I think what maybe I give to them more in their favour is because I've never seen roles like this. Yeah. I think that's why I, I kind of wanted to talk about them a bit, just because, like, I think the role Emma Thompson plays and some of the things she's asked to do in this movie, yeah. I, I think could either be... Um, just seen as maybe could be seen as like a gimmick yeah but the fact that Emma Thompson is able to able to inject it with so much heart yeah. and vulnerability yeah that makes it such a strong performance yeah. because it's we can't compare it against anything yeah. else it's the first thing and like you definitely see like a transition throughout the movie of her character especially um, Leo less so I think 
you see points in it where he becomes a little bit more vulnerable. You can see, you know, pinch points in, in his character, but certainly Emma Thompson's character where, like, at the start of the movie, she's a completely different person as to what she is at the end. But um, I think the, the other thing is this movie has a lot of really strong messaging as well. Like, I think, apart from the the more basic one, which is about sex working and, and, and you know, the whole safety behind it and kind of the, the argument over that... But I think I just, also, I like some of the things that are like um, the pros around it, I guess, that are yeah. not often thought about. And yeah. I guess like some of the other kind of maybe more comforting elements of yeah. it rather than the, the lewd elements. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also I think it, the whole idea of where Emma Thompson's character is in her life and the things she wants to do that she maybe didn't get to yeah. do in her previous life. I think that's, again, really re- well explored. But... And as you say, I think this the, the main thing about this film is it's so sweet. Like there's mm. nothing about it where it, it's it gets crude or anything like that, or yeah. it, it it kind of devolves into maybe something where corny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's all it's it's just human it's, human content yeah. really, and, and that's that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and uh, Emma Thompson was on a talk show called Seth Meyers, and she was talking about how they did a lot of um, rehearsals and stuff like that, and they did a lot of stuff like, okay, what are you? You know, what are you comfortable with? What am I comfortable with? And they, they, a lot of like prep went into it and they spent a lot of time together to kind of grow that connection between them. So like a lot of prep went into it for yeah. something that looked quite simple. I oh, guess, absolutely. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really interesting message. I've never seen it before and they probably won't get any Oscars for it, but I think definitely, um, I think Emma Thompson has performed a role that definitely opens the, the, the door for seeing more characters like this. Yeah. And also for your man who plays Leo Grant, his name I Daryl McCormick. Daryl McCormick. Um yeah. I'm very much intrigued to see what he does next. Yeah. No, you, you said next James Bond potentially. I just think he has that confidence. Tell you. Cocky side There's him, something like, good about an Irish James Bond. I don't yeah. know what it is. I could see him being like a Roger Moore type. <laughs> <laughs> what does Roger Moore do? I can't do Roger Moore. No. James. <laughs> Trying to think of a single he, Roger Moore. He has that like deep voice. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I get you. Yeah, it's not a little, it's a little charm. It's not a Irish wink. Yeah. And hello, Gary from the future here. I forgot to say this here, um, and if you're wondering why the mic is better, I'll explain it later in the episode. <laughs> but the peer review for this movie was uh, from Kira. She gave it four stars, and she says a heartwarming, intimate movie with good humor throughout. The confined setting works beautifully. Fantastic performances from McCormick and Thompson. An enjoyable watch with a load of emotional moments. God, that's brilliant. <laughs> but yeah okay and then the last one I wanted to mention was so okay these like performance this week were like this month where this is a shite month for movies in a way I think I, uh, is it I think the big movies d- disappointing d- yeah disappointing but there's so I think there is some there yeah like, no there's some there's some really hidden gems for sure yeah. I'm actually more I'm more happy with the hidden gem movies than the, yeah. the bigger ones um, but the last one I so I gave honourable mentions to Cha Cha Real Smooth and The Black Phone yeah um, but I think the last space in this I was going to give to Hustle yeah. Um, kind of as like an ensemble one yeah. because yes Adam Sandler's great in it but like it's so frustrating you see him in this and then you saw him like what was his last one for Netflix like Hubby Halloween yeah mate you're so much better at yeah. one of them but I know one probably gets more clicks exactly, and downloads yeah. um, but he's he, it's just like it's not there's nothing on the level of Uncut Gems or anything like that but it's no. still like solid but it's him it's him doing a solid solid role. acting job yeah I think like like you, I see Brad Pitt doing this role yeah yeah and I'd like I think he enjoyed it. Like he's a big basketball fan himself, so I think he enjoyed doing this role as well. Um, but like he, he plays that kind of um, like I don't know what you say, lighthearted coach 
where yeah. like it, like the bits where he's like taking the piss out of your man and when he's taking shots stuff like that I think yeah. he really really worked for him but also th- there is dramatic elements in it where uh, say his wife finds out he's, he's paying for the, for the, to the guy's um, accommodation stuff like that so no like again it's not the type of role that stretches him too far but I think he, he yeah. really does a good job of it and especially Barton is, is typical kind of shtick yeah so what the movie effectively is it's about a guy who's a scout and he's been on the road for like 10, 10 years and finally he's offered an office job but the owner the owner yeah. manager oh, uh, right. passes away and it gets and then his son takes over the role and his son's like no nope, we're going to keep you on the road but all of a sudden Adam Sander finds a really um, interesting talent but he's not really a, he's not like an official athlete either. No. he's not like signed with any league no. so the son of the former owner is very hesitant to take him on but Adam Sander kind of bets all to make this one kid work to show yeah. he's got the chops to, to have a coaching gig so it's a very generic oh, story yeah. I find yeah. where it was just like you kind of knew what was going to happen and yeah. not like you know he was told no but he kept training the kid and then something might happen in the middle of the movie that makes you doubt if it's going to happen and <laughs> like, it's all that sort of stuff um, but I think for me I only, I only gave it two and a half stars but I think it was the performance of the actual NBA stars this yeah. movie's got a load of people from the NBA that I didn't know were NBA stars until <laughs> the credits but there's one guy in particular I forget his name let me just get it here he's the guy who plays the bad, bad guy Kermit Anthony Edwards he's great yeah. I, I thought he was an actual actor yeah. but he turns out he's a basketball yeah. player oh unbelievable and yeah. um, the guy the main guy the protege I forget his name the, the... Cruz the... Cruz Cruz yeah Cruz what's Cruz. Cruz Ben no Cruz Tom Cruz what? I don't know. <laughs> no, Joe's name was Theo Cruz. No, I can't remember. Anyway, Cruz. Cruz. His name's Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's pretty alright in it because he plays someone who's a bit awkward anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought like, my God, for the first time acting, they all did stellar Yeah, job. yeah. You you wouldn't have like picked them out as like, oh, they're basketball players or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, as you said, like, it was only when I saw certain faces I was like, oh, they're, you know. They're like Chiquino Deal. Yeah. Like, he looks like a basketball <laughs> yeah. guy, I know. He's about six foot twelve. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah like again but I think if you're a big NBA fan you'll love this yeah. movie yeah, um, like, it's got um, so much easter eggs and yeah, that stuff people pop up and, and, and that, that was the other thing I think I enjoyed about it is that it's very realistic mm-hmm. like there's been films uh, previously say like based around sports where you can tell you know they're on a set or they're yeah, yeah. they're not in the real offices or they're not in the real stadiums whereas I feel like this one like apart from the fact that they have all the uh, NBA talent I think they they made it look like he was actually working for the, yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. It does feel like it's an NBA produced movie. Yeah. It's like that, um, yeah. you know, Fighting With My Family. Yeah. WWE. WWE. It feels like that. Like yeah. It gets all of those elements yeah. very right. Exactly, yeah. And um, so they were saying, I think Adam Sandler was saying himself, like there was some games they actually went to and like real life games, but they just like filmed at halftime and stuff like that. So yeah. Again, stuff like that makes it a little bit more realistic and enjoyable. So, Again, as you say, it's not the uh, the most groundbreaking film, but definitely one that you can enjoy. It's on Netflix. It's an hour and 47, maybe. Yeah. 58, I think. 57. Yeah. yeah, if you like basketball. Yeah, if you like a sports movie. Yeah. Uh, the peer review for this was from Avril Mogan. She okay. gave it 3.5 stars. And it was, this film made me care about basketball for two hours. She's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. The film's not even two hours long. So she even thought about it after. Afterwards. After she, she probably had a bit of a residual care for basketball. Or before, did she do some oh, research? Oh, maybe she was like, mm, I'd probably love about basketball. <laughs> yeah. And then she was just like, that's just like that scene from Eldor- The Road to El Dorado. <laughs> I can get on board with this. What? I heard her say it the other day. Oh, you heard her say <laughs> it, all right. <laughs> that's a Gary thing. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, if we were to give it to the actor of the month, um, Come on, the Gazzy. I, we didn't call them Gazzies last month. We're supposed oh, to call them Gazzies. Gazzies. Yeah. They're Gazzies, yeah. Uh, Much to my own annoyance, we're going to call them Gazzies. Awesome Butler. 
Austin Butler gets the Gazi. Well, yeah. well done, Austin. Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy B. Right, let's get into um, the the general. The this is just this is. I'm just lumping these all together because this, this is, is the, the worst movies. This movie. is the bad section. The bad section of the podcast. <laughs> this is where Gary gets a bit a bit lightheaded from all the screaming. A bit worked up. <laughs> Joe, actually, I'm just gonna because my mom has listened to these now. Yeah. Um, do you know what movie she watched after the last podcast? Um. Chippendale. Sneakerella. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you told me this, yeah. What? Like, what is she doing? Yeah. That's like, everything ever all at once. She's like, nah, what about... Because I forgot to mention on the podcast last month, it's a musical. So once she heard the first song, she turned it off. Sneakerella. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh, she kept with it. No, she turned it off. Turned it off. Yeah, because okay. she, like, saw the scene. It was as bad... Oh, right. As one would expect, and was like, this is... Oh, try it. So, sorry, the only one I have down here that you could watch at home is Chippendale. So that's why that's the first thing that came to my head. No, she wants to sneak around on Disney Plus. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, that's the, yeah, because I don't have it here, sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're talking about this is the this is the bad section. This is the bad section. Bad the bad batch. The bad batch. Uh, so we're gonna combine Pooby of the Month, Blatant Muck, and Worst Actor uh, into this kind of one category and we'll present we'll present the awards individually as we go. Yeah. Um so I don't know which which one do you want to start with? It's kind of start, I'd say start with Jurassic World. Really? Or I have Jurassic Park Dominion. Jurassic World. Jurassic okay. World Dominion. Um, do you want to go or shall I? Okay, so I'm going to start by saying this movie... So first of all, I don't think this movie is any worse or better than the one before Fallen this. Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. I think there was probably better bits in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Like the, I think the Haunted House... Or the, not the Haunted House scene, but yeah. you know the scene with... Yeah. See, this is the thing. The only thing I can remember that from, from that film is them running away from the volcano. Yes. And then they're in the house. And yeah. That's literally all yeah, I remember. Two hour, from twenty minute movie. Yeah, well. I literally don't remember anything else from that film. Yeah. Um, like the whole thing with the clone. Yeah. I don't remember. So, so this movie, I just so sorry. I was just gonna say, it, yeah, I was just gonna say it's no worse than, or better than the last one. I don't know if the first one was any better. Like I think it was, it was more nostalgia that got. Yeah, I, I think people were harsh on it initially, but some people have kind of grown warm to it over time. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of indifferent to it, but yeah. I, like, it's it's a fun... I think it's a fun time. Apart yeah. from Jimmy Fox. The, apart from, <laughs> always, David. Well done. Thank you very much. Playing <laughs> to your audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I like the running in that movie. <laughs> Look at him smile. <laughs> but yeah, go on ahead. Go on um, so, yeah, just what this... No, I was just going to say what this movie's about because I'll get lost in... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ridiculous stuff. So this movie, Jurassic World Dominion, picks up where the last one... Uh, about a couple of years after the last one, yeah. maybe, um, where dinosaurs dinosaurs were released into the world, and it's this movie opens with how the world is now coping with dinosaurs living in it and being in the wild, and then ten minutes later it stops doing that because that was the interesting part, and why would we want to watch that? And basically, it's all about there are crops that are being eaten by like the swarms of lotus, is it Jurassic lotus? Jurassic lotus. And- it's the Jurassic World, Gary. <laughs> And we're all it's, not, it's, it's not dinosaur world. <laughs> not dinosaur. Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World Lotus, uh, <laughs> but they're not eating the crops from a certain pharmaceutical company or something. Biosyn. Biosyn, who just so happened to have a dinosaur sanctuary. So we... And what are Jurassic Park? <laughs> Jurassic Park. What else, will this, world, David? what else will this film come up with? called Jurassic Woods. <laughs> That would have been good, wouldn't Jurassic it? Forest. Jurassic Forest. Wouldn't it be better if we had different sort of landscapes mm-hmm. as the titles? Jurassic Desert. See, the big see, they, worm. see, Spielberg started off with it because he was like, Jurassic Park. Mm, and then definitely the not Lost, the author. Then the Lost World. Yeah. yeah. And then Jurassic World 3. Straight back to Jurassic yeah. World 3. Oh, did he even do the third one, did he? 
No. Thank Christ. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what happens with this movie then is we have the original three, yeah. uh, Sadler, uh, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. They all come back to help figure out what's going on with the Lotuses. Yeah. Then we have the Locusts. Other... Locusts. Why do you keep saying Lotus? Oh, am I saying Lotus? Yeah. Oops, Locusts. It's not the flying Lotus from Blade <laughs> <laughs> not the Lotus Esprit from The Spy Who Loved Me, is it? There's a Roger Moore. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and then we have the other three. We have Chris Pratt, Dallas Bryce Howard, and the kid who's a clone. Bryce Dallas Howard. What did I say? Lotus. Da- <laughs> Dallas Bryce Howard. <laughs> did I? I this nah, is don't worry about it. Midweek it's madness. Midweek madness. Oh, <laughs> madness. You're gonna get some things um, wrong. And then the kid clone who we discovered was a clone from the first one. I forgot about that. That was like I was like there was a clone in the last one. So she, yes, yeah, so she gets kidnapped by yeah. Biosyn, so they have to rescue... And, and Blue. Blue's daughter. Blue, who being a dinosaur's Blue, baby. Yeah. Um, the raptor. The, <laughs> we're really spoon-feeding yeah. them. And then, so then, um, uh, Ron Howard's a daughter. <laughs> and is he a bit suspicious with his religion these days, Chris Pratt? Yeah. Uh, go to try and rescue uh, the clone. So these two teams end up being in the same location. For a few minutes. Yeah, I just wanted to get all that out of the way yeah. with because we're going to lose the plot here. Yeah. So what what, what, what what, were your thoughts, David? So I feel like they had like some nice set pieces. Uh, so they had Plane. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, they had Malta. They had Malta. That was a, that was a set piece. Yes. It was like a dinosaur uh, underground black market. market. Yeah. yeah, auction. Which again, interesting idea. They... they got rid of that almost immediately yeah um, so that was one set piece then they had the set piece in the plane the plane goes down and then they had the final set piece where the the crews were working together to gather it was like a fetch quest pretty yeah. much at the end um, we'll try keep this as spoiler free as possible but don't you, bother you've, yeah. you've seen a Jurassic, World, a yeah. Jurassic Park movie you know what happens uh, actually no this is completely different because there's no dinosaurs Um <laughs> But I feel like what they tried, they stitching the movie together, they just had no, they just didn't know what they were doing. And they had about four different ideas. I definitely think they had two ideas and they were like, we'll just put them together. So my thing was, they should have done one movie with the old cast and one movie with the new cast, do yeah. it like Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. But I reckon, um, well, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. You got it. Look today. You got it. Confirmation. <laughs> uh, he, uh, she doesn't want to do acting anymore after this. She wants to move into directing, yeah. which we've seen her do some stuff with Star Wars, Man and they've been very good. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Pratt is a bit of a sketchy commodity these days because people are angry with him and yeah. the church he's associated. No, it's just like no, yeah, I get yeah. it, I get it, but like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like from a studio point of view, you don't really want to be like doubling down on that because yeah, yeah. this movie didn't make a lot of money, which I'm not too sure. It but it does make a fair bit of money, and they don't want to. They don't want to bank on that, yeah. you know, just in case things do go bad, yeah. um, which we've seen studios bank on an individual and he's going from bad to worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, trying to stitch these two teams together, it just, it it's so forced work at all. and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. I just think the movie is boring so, and there's no stakes. Yeah. Well, see the, see, the thing is, they could... I want to see a dinosaur eat a steak. Yeah. <laughs> So, first of all, I like the idea of the corporate espionage yes. with the locusts. But why is it in a Jurassic World movie? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, it's a movie about pest control. Yeah. Then, the, as you say, there was no stakes. None of, like, I... Why couldn't they have killed off one of the 
actors. So, so, is that, it could be in their contract they couldn't get killed so, off. So, here's my theory on this. Do you remember everyone got mad when they killed Harrison Ford in The Force Awakens? Spoiler for The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. And do you remember everyone got mad about that? Yeah. I feel like that's why. Except for like, Harrison Ford. Oh, he, he was, was out of the moon. Yo, I want you to kill me. <laughs> in the movie, yes. <laughs> Drop a door on me. I don't do good to Harrison Ford. <laughs> What's that? Get the get me the hell on that plane. <laughs> anyway, I wonder if the, how many doors I'll keep in. Um, so I reckon they didn't want to kill. They should have killed Chris Pratt. They should have killed Bryce Dallas. They should have killed somebody. The fact that yeah. spoiler alert, they, no one dies in it. But they like, brought in new people, and neither of them, none of them died. But they were the best people in it. Yeah, I know they actually were. And um, um, Ramsey and the pilot. Yes. That's so, their goal. Uh, I have their names here. Apologies. Dewanda uh, uh, Weiss and Mamoudou Afi. I'm so sorry. For yeah. Those what? Like, I mean, I feel like they could have just made the film with them. I would have loved to see a little spin-off because, like, how this movie is set up is that there's dinosaurs in the real world, yeah. which is such a cool idea. Yeah. But we see it like a 10, not even 10 minutes, maybe like a five minutes like newsreel from like someone on BuzzFeed yeah. being like, oh my God, look at the dinosaurs. And the dinosaurs the, are everywhere. There's a montage at the end. <laughs> Oh yeah, which so I thought was nice, but like, it's... what what was the, what was the two and a half? Yeah, hours and I understand if Ono Boyle's listening and he's smug there, being like, "You said it was going to be good, Gary." Shut up! <laughs> I had high hopes. All right. Yeah, and I can understand your 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 idea behind you thinking it would be good because yeah. it, you're getting Sam Neill back, you're getting Laura, Laura Dern back. They just wanted that big dirty cash. Yeah, um, but loud. Like, just very disappointing, and, and but like, they were good in it. They yeah, like people do a good job in it, and. I wouldn't even say like is there anyone who's a bad performance in it maybe really no no there's no bad performance like the, 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 the CEO guy the Tim Cook lad yeah. what's his name the character the actor's name he plays Peter Parker's dad he plays Peter Parker's dad in the amazing part of movies he plays Tim Cook yeah um, it's not even him yeah. like, his hair is the same as Tim Cook's his glass the same as him yeah. he's very 2D but like you don't really want anything kind of more. Yeah, like that's that's supposed to be bad guy. Yeah. In the also, there's movie. a bad guy in the movie that's turned good for some stupid reason. Yeah, it's just, just at the end. It's a stupid movie. It's a, yeah. it's like it's such a wet fart of a finale, as they called it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, make a TV show, spin it off with the characters, get Ramsey and the pilot their own fucking thing. Yeah. Any. Uh, there's so much stuff you could do. The potential it. for this movie is what frustrates me the most, and that like yeah. kind of potential had. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we're gonna give us one of those three awards. We'll see. We'll get to it. Um, we'll we'll leave you suspense. Yeah. Oh yes, and the peer review for this one was sent in from John underscore Hack. He gave us one and a half stars, and it's a quote from the movie where one character says, "You did good," and the other one replies, "No, it's been an absolute disaster." To which John says, "There is no better way to describe this movie." Correct. <laughs> right. I just figured out my mic was on the wrong setting, so it might sound better now. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, no one's actually heard Gary for the last hour. <laughs> I'll be sad. <laughs> no, the, 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 I always get picked up on yours. I'm very loud. Yeah, I can um, see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the next bad movie of the month was Spiderhead with another Chris. We've got three Chris's in this category. We've got Chris, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Evans. Yeah, everyone hates Chris. Everyone hates, oh, you stole my joke. <laughs> I recorded that the last time, you son of a bitch. Um, so Spiderhead. Yeah. What's it about? Um, okay, Spiderhead is a Black Mirror-esque drama. Um, thriller. Thriller. We say thriller. Yeah. Uh, it takes place on a 
prison island where Chris Hemsworth is doing some um, biological chemical testing on inmates in his prison. Um, and these chemicals can change your or can affect your emotions. Sure. Mood. Sure. Stuff like that. Your brain, um, your br- the, the, the chemicals going into your brain. Yeah. Like yeah. change your mood and emotions. Um, and Miles Teller is one of the inmates and he is being tested on and so on and so forth. Look, this movie had about enough story plot for an hour long Black Mirror episode, but somehow they stretched it out to an hour and 40 minute it's movie. Based on a st- is it based on a book or a short story or something? Yeah, I think it is. There you go. Yeah. Um... Do you know what? It's fine. It's so fine. It's like, it's not, no, if I pay to go to the cinema too, I'll be very pissed off. Yeah. It, because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the definition of a Netflix movie. Yeah. In that it's harmless, but why did they make it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it had a lot of potential, I think. Like, it, like it, high like, budget con- as well. Conceptually, yeah. They, uh, is it? High budget. Those shots from the exterior. Yeah, I suppose. Look, and like they, they built those sets. Yeah. Like, it, like no, to, I just in my head I'm thinking they're in the same location for a lot of it. But um, yeah, but like when you consider how shite it is. Yeah, yeah. and like Chris Hemsworth, obviously you paid him a lot. You paid Miles Teller a lot. Yeah. I reckon though, this is part of Chris Hemsworth net is Chris yeah. Hemsworth's Netflix deal deal yeah. that he signed. So then it's just like it's like they just took it off. It's like yeah. uh, what's his face? I didn't uh, I think Channing Tatum had to do Magic Mike yeah. or something. Yeah, um, but, but you, um, I like it's it's. It, like I, it's an interesting concept, um, but there's for me, I, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really invested in any of the characters. Yeah. Like there's reveals throughout the. Like, do you want us to be spoiler? No, nah. not there's not even a spoiler, but like, there's a reveal about like one third of the way through where you find out one person did one crime, but then you find out later on in the movie that they did the same crime but it was worse. Yeah. But like. What? Yeah, I why, didn't care. Why? Why do I care? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was weird, and like there was like some levels. Yeah, there was a whole incident with Miles Teller why he was in this prison. Yeah, and I just didn't really care. Yeah, he was beat up about it, but I was kind of like, okay, but like you're currently getting chemicals tested on. Yeah. Like that's more pressing in my yeah. head than your. I don't know. I just I don't care. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just and I, like I I've I've struggled to see who this would. Um, who this will? Who they're trying to get? Like, just just get the more Netflix numbers. Say like, hey, we got a big Chris Hemsworth movie yeah. coming. I'll I'll keep my subscription on. Yeah, I suppose it's disappointing as well because it comes from the uh, Top Gun, yeah. uh, Top Gun Maverick director. Yeah, um, so that was a bit annoying. But I wouldn't say uh, nobody really does a bad job in it. No, like exactly. the script probably could have been a bit tighter. Yeah, like but from a visual point of view, it's all good. I will say the end got very cheesy for me. Yeah, it got very weird. What about when they played Hall Notes? Okay, so this is my thing. <laughs> yes, I love when they play Hall and Oates, David, of course. But uh, no, I thought the, the... So there's a weird thing where Chris Hemsworth's character is always on Spotify and he's always mm. playing like weird 80s tunes. And like, that's great. But I'm like, then you're just doing what they're doing in the movies where you're trying to inject me with something to make me feel a certain mm. way about this movie and it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, because the Hall and Oates plays. But like, I shit you not, in the last scene, the last like end credit, the, the last like set piece or whatever, the song changes three times yeah. to make us feel three different things. I'm yeah. just like, you can't paste over a bad movie with songs. Yeah. That's what The Suicide Squad was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first one, sorry. Um, but, Not The Suicide Squad. Yes, yeah, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Sorry, sorry. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not worth checking out in my opinion. Yeah. It's great to see Miles Teller a bit more. Um, Chris Hemsworth. I, why did they get Chris? Hem- I understand why they got Chris Hemsworth for a bit. Bring someone else in to do a weird wacky job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let Jake Gyllenhaal do this. Yeah. Something like Oakja. Oakja, yeah. Cause have you seen Velvet Buzzsaw? Yeah. Uh, Let him do weird stuff. Yeah. As in, like, Chris Hemsworth was trying to be. Actually, it comes. This is mentioned in our peer review. Let me grab it then. Go for it. Yeah. It's, it's in this Hessian sack where I keep all the mail-in entries. No, it comes from Emma Callis. She gave it two stars. Yeah. And she said had potential, but it was like it didn't know what type of movie it was trying yeah. to be. Premise would have been an excellent sci-fi slash horror and Chris Hemsworth can definitely play scary but can someone let him know he doesn't have to, have to try act funny in every single movie See, now? Chris Hemsworth's in Bad Times of the L Royale and he plays a really good character in that who's like frightening. Okay. Even though he's only in it for like 15 minutes. Okay, didn't know that. They advertise him a lot then. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, in this like... And then like Miles Teller beats him up as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I know that's not really a spoiler, but <laughs> well, there's might be a reason why he's able to do that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, the drugs aren't even even used that cool, though. Yeah, they're not really like like there's yeah. nothing interesting, super interesting. There's one thing they do where they make two characters have sex. Yeah, but that's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, right. I thought you enjoyed it because I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, right, David. Yeah, that's between this and um, good luck to you, Leo Grande. I just sought out sex movies this month, David. <laughs> Um, what was the best sex scene this month <laughs> yeah that's how I, op- I opened my letterbox and I'm like what looks sexy this yeah. month um, yeah like it would have been interesting if like do you know what they use it at the end they yes. use it at the end yeah. and then they use it at the start to test it but yeah other than that it's always in that testing environment yeah. which is why it's so boring yeah so basically these people have like a little thing attached to their back that yeah. Chris Emsworth has an iPad probably that can um, this would have been more interesting if they were out in the wild yeah it would have been interesting in a lot of other ways David yeah boo boo, boo. Um, right and the last one uh, the next Chris yeah everybody hates Chris oh wait is this Lightyear yeah I don't know if this should be in Poovy is it no this is Poovy worst actor and visible garbage all tied into one. Oh, okay sorry yeah I'm just tying them all together because these three were nominated for all yeah three. yeah that's um, because we didn't like look there's also another movie that came out this month there was a few movies that came out this month that I was going to watch for bad movies <sighs> just like how much do I like value my own sanity you know? yeah, I was going to watch so the other way I love to have a big rant yeah <laughs> I have my rant movie for this month I was going to watch The Father of the Bride it's a new remake of it yeah. Uh, but it's got Andy Garcia in it. Nice. Uh, but I was going to do a whole like, oh, you can't remake a Steve Martin movie. I was getting, remember like the cheaper the Yeah. I just don't have the energy. Though. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit tired. I had COVID this uh, month. My lungs hurt. Yeah. So, um, and then there's another one called The Man from Toronto with yeah. Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. Uh, I Actually, looked at that and I was like, no, thank you. Avril watched it, Avril Morgan, and she put up a review saying, uh, what you call it? Uh, I, I'm on I'm on heavy painkillers and I still couldn't like this movie. <laughs> nah, like you know exactly what it is. It's gonna be yeah. shit. So uh, I guess the only reason I watched Spiderhead was because I was. That's why I think we need to change the worst movie category to something else. No, not worst movie. Maybe worst actor. What? I just don't like being negative, David. I don't like. No, no. Movies. Hold on. Like, there's the the worst. The reason we have a worst actor category is when we have when we. We see an actor who we know can do a better job yeah. isn't doing their job. Mm, okay. And they're underperforming. Okay. So... Should we call it something else then? No. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll keep it as worst these, actor. The, these Hollywood elites don't need any more... Yes. Uh, pampering. Pampering, yeah. yeah. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, okay, yeah, we'll talk about Lightyear anyway because I do think it definitely, of all of them, yeah. goes under... Um, 
uh, what you call it? Uh, visible garbage. Or sorry, blatant muck. Blatant muck. Blatant Gary. Muck. Blatant muck. Um, so movies this month. Blatant muck. <laughs> so uh, Lightyear is basically based upon the premise that uh, in the original Toy Story movie in 1995, 1995, um, Andy the Kid saw a movie that made him go out and buy <laughs> Andy the Kid. Andy the Kid. <laughs> he's there uh, a lot. He's there a lot. That's why he so much. Uh, he then, what you call it, he saw a movie and then that encouraged him to go buy the Buzz Lightyear toy that we saw in all the Toy Story movies. So what Pixar decided to do was like, hey, we would like to make money. So they then decided to make this movie and called it the movie that Andy saw in 1995. Um, that inspired him to get the toy uh, and can I jump into um, can I jump into the peer review straight away yeah. it doesn't come from anyone we know I just saw it and I had to be yeah, added in uh, it comes from Joel du- Dusher he gave it two stars and he goes in 1995 this was Andy's favourite movie and then his follow up then is in 1995 Andy was a stupid dumb fucking idiot loser kid who loved a bad movie Congratulations! So, sir. I, I, yeah, I just had to fill that in because um, I think that's what takes away from this movie is because it's trying to make us believe that it's the 1995 oh, movie yeah. Andy saw, which is his biggest drawback. There was no such thing as time dilation in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will say it probably is a better, like is, is as good as understanding of time travel is in 1995. Oh, as, yeah. as this movie represents. Yeah. Um, have you ever tasted vanilla ice cream, Gary? Yes, I have. Because that's what this movie is. It's, it's vanilla. vanilla ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It's so. Cold and bland. <laughs> it's so boring. It's, so, it's just so. Do you know what? There was a, there's an injection of um. There's an injection about halfway through where we meet a character, the cat. Can't remember the cat. Socks. Dax socks. He should be in a better thing. Yeah. He should just be in such a better. Oh, thing. so you say halfway through? It's the first fifteen minutes, but I can understand you why you think of this movie. No, because you know the way you meet him first, yeah, but like we don't yeah, yeah, see him yeah, properly yeah. until then. Yeah. Um. No, it's it's totally fine. It's totally... Yeah. Like, I don't know what they were thinking of doing that whole time dilation thing and see... Like, I can understand the whole concept of Buzz trying to right wrongs. Yeah. But, like... It's just a stupid move. Like, what... Who thought this was a good idea? Like, but I will say... Looks fantastic. Yeah. Voice acting spot on. Yeah. Um, Some really good messages in this movie. Yeah. But what the fuck was the... Uh, what was the thought process around uh, any of this? My easy answer would have been like, make a 1995 blockbuster, like, with really cheesy slow-mo, like, make something super 90s and stick it on Disney Plus and everyone loves it. Immediately. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. With uh, Tim Allen, no less. <laughs> um, but also there's a TV show, a kid's TV show called, like, uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yeah. I would have liked seeing some planet hopping. That's what, they stay like, on one planet. And have an adventure across the it's galaxy. So, so like it's it's so it's a movie where Buzz crash there's a whole fucking pot, like uh, what is it? Colony uh, of Colony people. of people going through space and they cra- they go to investigate a planet and Buzz they try to escape. What? It's aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> they crash and they have to try and get off this island, but they need not island, sorry, <laughs> planet, and then they need some super special fuel, so Buzz goes up to test it and when he comes back it's then four years later. So every time he tests he it goes four years. Yeah, because he goes closer to the speed of light, so time. Hyperspace. Yeah, time um, moves differently for him. Sure. 
Why not? Um, yeah, I, I like they just. I didn't think overcomplicated. I think Far they just tried way too much. So uh, who was it? Jeremy Jams, I think, said it best, where he was like, they just tried to do message first and yeah. then fun. Like there's a there's good messages in it about yeah. like you know it's all right to make mistakes and working and in teams, working in teams, and also like this maybe some subtext and like you know Buzz being like a. A typical white male American yeah. who can do it all by himself, but then he's obviously dealing with all these like, um, you know, an elderly woman, a young yeah. like a young black uh, woman, and then uh, Taika Waititi, yeah. <laughs> and he's saying no to them. I don't need you, but it's all working to get like. There's some messages that, but it's just not fun. I couldn't. I don't know why kids would like this. No, exactly. It's not a it's kids not movie. A kid's it's movie. so sad. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's so bleak. It's isn't so it? bleak. Yeah. It's just like. I don't understand the, the reasoning behind it. I can't believe they greenlit it. Yeah. You know I mean? It just seems wild to me. Yeah. It's not fun. This, is this the worst Pixar movie? The, I've not seen The Good Dinosaur, but something tells me it's The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. Also, yeah, they overcomplicated it by just not having Tim Allen in it because then it answers the, it begs the question, why did you not get Tim Allen? Um, is he not in the bad books as well? Has he been cancelled? <laughs> no. Yes and no. I know he had a weird thing recently about someone who was pansexual. And making a cooking joke about it, about pans or something. So that was, but I know he's coming back to Disney to do the Santa Claus TV series. So oh, he's okay. still with he's them. But I think they there. just wanted Chris e- Chris Evans for the star power. Star power, yeah. Um, but it's just Tyke like Tyke is wasted. He's wasted it. Between this and I would say somewhat free guy, he needs to be in a better thing. Yeah, he he's needs fine. To, he needs to guy. fire his uh, agent. He need, he just seems he's too busy off kissing a lot of girls, David. See, I can understand he he doesn't want to take up something huge because yeah. he probably prefers directing. Actually, you haven't watched um, Our Flag Means Death, have you? No. I reckon that's really good. It's him and Reese Darby. Yeah. Um, that looks really interesting. I bet you he's fun in that. Maybe yeah. that's better than a light year. Yeah. Series, is it? Yeah. We don't talk about series on here, Gary. Just yeah. movies. <laughs> all right, David. That's fine. Uh, Gary from the future, we can get a super cut of all the times David mentions the series. Oh, I just mentioned Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else about this movie? Yeah. Um, As I say, if you've tasted vanilla ice cream, you've, you've seen this movie. Anything else to say about it? Um, I can't remember what my review was. Oh, I mentioned the cat. Yeah, the cat's great. Um... Uzo, I, actually I will say here's another cool thing about this movie is that it portrays black women in very cool sci-fi roles we've never seen them in before yep that's all cool there's an LGBT relationship in it yeah. um, it's a it's Pride Month David it is yeah um, what's that thing it's a uh, have you heard that like TikTok it's like um so yeah, that was great to see, and the fact that Disney were like, "No, we're not cutting it out yeah. of like uh, the movie, so it's going to be you know not not so it could be shown in other countries." That's all cool. Yeah. But is this what we want from our fun Pixar kids movies? Again, I'm aware that we're two twenty like mid mid to late twenty year olds yeah. complaining about a kids movie, but I I watched Minions last night, and I'm like, I could see a kid loving this. Yeah. Lightyear. Besides, no, like, it, like it still should be enjoyable. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. No, there's far too much darkness in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should give this to Ridley Scott. Yeah, exactly. Do a um, uh, live, live action remake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So they're all our bad movies. Yeah, so I think, I think, I think Visible Garbage, or sorry, Blatant Muck. Blatant Muck. Oh, that's a tough one. It's between Jurassic World 3 and Lightyear. I think it, for me, any Jurassic World. 
difficult. Yeah, like, I would say so because they should have learned what to, what people wanted from a dinosaur yeah. movie, you and it wasn't six. This is the sixth movie. This is the sixth <laughs> movie. Well, Come the on, fourth, it's the it's the fifth Toy Story one. No, yeah, it's different. Yeah, no, it's different, <laughs> different franchises. Different. Yeah. They were, I think they actually find that this is the movie based this, on the toys. This is this isn't the one with the toys. <laughs> Such a <fun parents. laughs> Madness. Um, that's great that my mic is better quality now, so people can hear the delusions. Yeah. Um, I think okay. We'll give Jurassic World three to Gazzy for blatant look. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I think for Poovy of the month, I think it has to be oh, Spiderhead or. Like spider Head is just a bad... Nah, Spider-Head is a bad movie. Or is it Jurassic World 3? You give it both. Sorry, what did you give... What did you give Blatant Muck to? Jurassic World 3. Oh, okay, so you're... Did we also give that Pooby? Which is the worst of those three? I would say it's Jurassic World. Yeah, it probably is. So do we give that two? Yeah. Fucking double... Double, double gazied. Yeah. And then also... what? Because again, like, I think a Jurassic Park movie should be enjoyable. Well, not enjoyable, but you know what I mean. <laughs> there's no... The fact that there's no big action set piece that were like, yeah. that was at least cool. Yeah. Actually, i tell you what, there was one scene where Bryce Dallas Howard was being hunted by the other That guy. was like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, that was the best bit. That was the best bit. Yeah. Great job of that. Yeah. Uh, do you remember, the, remember the scene on the ice that lasted like five seconds? Yeah. That might have been cool as well. Yeah. If only there was just a, a more to it. Yeah. Um, the dinosaurs look great. Yeah, feathers. Um, good feathers. Look at that producer over there. He's having a good... Oh, he's laying an egg. <laughs> Let's crack it open yeah. and see who the worst I, I actor re- is. I really want an omelette. <laughs> Um, worst actor oh, I don't like this award it's kind no, of mean it is mean um, I think we need to bin this one no nah. maybe we'll only use it for when there's actually a bad performance yeah that's probably fair there wasn't anything outrageous no and I don't like giving it to people because like mm, there was definitely a few kids on the black phone but I'm not giving it to a kid yeah that's fair uh, anyone in Elvis no there's no one in Elvis who's bad yeah, I think we'll leave it. I think leave it. I think leave it blank. I think just take it out. It's a bit like the, uh, the Triple Crown. You know, you can only win it if you beat all three teams. You can only win the Worst Actor Award if you're so shit, <laughs> so shit. that these two guys are yeah. like, hey, think you're shit. based on our zero years of acting experience, we don't think you did a good job. Uh, no, but like think so about it. Like, it. But think about it. It's like a it's like a Jared Leto in um, House of Gucci yeah. or like a Jared Leto in Morbius <laughs> or like a... The Jared Leto in Panic Room. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like that type of performance. What did you give his hair? It's Panic Room. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> like, that was definitely his idea. No, 100%. Well, sorry, this is a weird tangent. But my favourite... I love reading the IMDb trivia section. And in Panic Room, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a bit of trivia that says, Jared Leto did all his own stuff. Like, of course he did. Of course he fucking did. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Anyway, um... So I think we leave it blank unless it comes to us later on. Yeah. Okay. Fair. But I'm ready to leave it blank. Yeah. Right. Let's keep this. Uh, let's keep this moving because my God. What about Max? Oh, I'll get back to it. <laughs> Who? I was gonna say Max from Black Phone. He should have solved Who's that Max? way quicker. Nah, but he's still good though. By the end of it, I was quite happy with him. Okay. At the beginning, I didn't. I wasn't too fussed. Um. Right. Let's get. Let's let's power through hidden gems because. We're, we're into this very bit now. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to start with Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Cha-Cha. Uh, it is a movie about a 22-year-old guy just out of college, doesn't know what he's doing with his life. His girlfriend's moving to Barcelona, so all of a sudden that's what he wants to do because he's kind of attaching himself to her plans because that's, you know, he doesn't want to have to think of his own future, but if he just follows her, but he has no money. So he's working in, like, I think it's called Meat Sticks, <laughs> uh, like this fast food restaurant place. Nice. <laughs> But he gets all, he gets uh, it's Pride Month and he gets asked to uh, bring his little brother to a bar mitzvah where he is basically 
um, just trying to get everyone jazzed up and trying to get everyone all like you know he, it's a really boring party so I was like come on guys and he's going around trying to get everyone to dance and he's a really good party starter and he sees this um, what you call it mother and daughter uh, the mother's played by Dakota Fanning Dakota Fanning? Dakota Je- Johnson Johnson sorry and it's uh, and she has a daughter who's autistic and they're not dancing and then he's really sweet with her and he's able to get her to like get up and dance and then the mother gets a bit of a, like a relief to be like oh my god I've never seen anyone like that kind to her and then all the moms at the party they're like my god you know, this guy knows how to start a party. So they start to hire him um, for bar mitzvahs, but also like, you know, things ensue where all of a sudden... Birthday he, parties and stuff, yeah? Uh, just bar mitzvahs. It's bar mitzvah season. Okay. Um, I wanted a bar mitzvah. I was watching this. I was like, why don't I get bar mitzvah? Because you're not Jewish. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I don't think of that. It's pretty simple. <laughs> damn it. Um, but what you call it, it's... Uh, but basically, he falls in love with the mother who's older than him, but she's engaged. And it's all about him trying to deal with what he's doing in life versus sometimes what is an easy out by falling in love with someone who maybe looks as if they have their life together in a way because it's either falling in love with a girl in Barcelona because like, ah, there's someone who has their life together, I'll get with them. Or, oh, look, there's someone who's older than me, I'll get with her. And there was a scene in the, the beginning of the movie, so it's not a spoiler, where he hits on the one of the one of the entertainers that a bit by mitzvah when he was younger. So he always always has this thing of like basically going out. He's a cougar hunter, David. Nice. Um, Wait, the girl's got the bar. No, that's his own age. No. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a really nice coming of age like dramedy about just a guy trying to find his place and what he wants to do with his life, yeah. and also just helping this young girl with autism. It's really sweet. So of course I hated it. Yeah. Um, no, it's painfully sweet. It's very, very the sweet. The guy, the main guy is the director, is uh, Cooper. This Wright. is the fucking fucked part about this movie. Yeah. The guy who directed this, lead actor, incredible performance. Really good, really charming. I, I really loved his performance. I haven't seen him anything else before. And um, So I think he's only directed one or a movie. I one or two other Shit movies, House, I think. Shithouse. Shithouse is one of them anyway. Yeah. But he directed this and he acted in this, lead star. And he's fucking 25. And it's, miserable to see but also like there's no I, I can't follow the movie from the rest or anything like that for me it falls down and it's a bit mushy and also it just kind of drags a bit at the end because it hits all the story beats you think it's, it's Pride Month Gary it's Pride Month <laughs> um, but I was looking for sexy movies this <laughs> month um, but yeah so it just falls down for me there but like it's a it's such a solid movie with solid performances nice yeah. message um, it's on Apple TV Plus so if you have that watch it um, but I think the uh, the the peer review, which yeah. no one I know has seen it, so of course I had to get one from someone online. And um, because I think it's very good, because it sums up, it's very relevant to me as well. So this is from I Simon, who gave it one point five stars, and he wow. says he says a movie made for people who unironically believe Coda deserved to win Best Picture, <laughs> <laughs> which I can kind of understand because that's a super cheesy kind of yeah. mushy movie. You love that movie. I fucking love that movie though. But it's funny. I thought I'd because this guy was saying. Yeah. Yeah, this but um yeah if it's on tv, if it's on TV plus give it a go it's an hour and 47 minutes i've heard good things about it it's um, good things I'd, it'll definitely well in the spirit awards anyway which is the independent movie yes yeah. um I think it'll be so the message of this movie is if you you're trying to um sort your life out is find someone else who's has their life sorted no because that's the thing because it's because that's not working you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do oh, that okay. you need to sort yourself out Okay. Kind of thing. Damn. Do you know what I mean? Damn. And also, I thought that was a simple thing to sort don't, myself out. Don't drink at bar mitzvahs. That's don't another drink thing. Bar yeah, that's another okay. one. Okay. The that's next bar mitzvah, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, what are they dropping stuff into it or something? No, he's drinking. See, he's a troubled man, David. You know what I mean? He's been asked to hold down a job and he doesn't like proper job and it. Like, you know? Just watch the movie. He I like, can't explain. He likes freewheeling it. He does like freewheeling it. Oh, Leslie Mann's in it. 
Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see, and uh, the guy who plays Rain's brother. Than she was in the bubble. Yes, she's much better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite good. Uh, and Dakota uh, Johnson's in it, and she also plays a reluctant mother, much like in the Lost Daughter. Lost Daughter, <laughs> Lost Daughter. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's worth it's worth watch for anyway, sure. Cool. Um, speaking of Pride Month, yeah, Fire Island. Oh yay! Up the game. Shout out to. I didn't mean to play that. <laughs> it was so perfect. Uh, so uh, Fire Island is about a group of gay friends who go out to said island, Fire Island, for a week-long event of partying and stuff. <laughs> partying. Debo- well, I think some of them go out with uh, debaucherous yeah. uh, ambitions. Yeah. Mischief. Mischief, yeah. Uh, gay mischief. Gay mischief. Um, That's what they should have called this movie. <laughs> gay mischief. Um, but the main kind of plot revolves around... Two friends. So our main character's name is Howie. Fire. No. <laughs> Island. We've got uh, Noah. Noah and Howie. And Isn't Howie, it? yeah. Yeah, so Noah is the type of guy who's like, nah, I'm happy just, you know, having a few more night stands, doing my own thing, not being in a relationship. I'm, you know, I'm happy. A bit like, you know, your man just freewheeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Howie, you know, has never really had a proper relationship, wants to have like a long-term proper intimate relationship with someone uh, and is struggling to find that um, so uh, Noah is going to try and find him someone to get with yeah. well no actually Noah kind of just wants him to have sex yeah. but he's kind of looking for more something more serious yeah um, so the thing about this is very very generic if this was ah. a group of girls group of guys going out to Ibiza and partying hard for a week I'd be like yeah fine Whatever. but the main point about this straight is... Straight girl mischief doesn't have the yeah, same ring to it. It's just, uh, like, we've seen it before. It's Mean Girls and yeah. stuff. Well, it's, uh, it's another type of movie, but continue. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you have one? Well, no, it's, it's Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, okay, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, but this one, the main reason I, that this one is so relevant and so important is that it's about, you know, uh, gay men. And it's something that, like... Queer Asian was, men. Yeah. A very underrepresented yeah. group and when it comes to... It's something that, like, we've we've never really seen these these types of characters in cinema. Yeah. Uh, so... We still haven't because it's so Disney+. So <laughs> outwardly gay, I think, is the thing. Because, like, you just, there's times we've seen characters who are gay. Yeah, but yeah. But, like, not... I think this movie does a good job, and again, my very limited knowledge. Yeah. Is, like, in terms of, like... It, like portraying gay culture as well like queer culture yeah yeah um because i believe fire island is an actual thing oh is it yes oh, i only cool. realized that uh um, where is it uh it's it's, it's near earth wind <laughs> island but i'm not too sure earth wind island yeah so earth wind and fire oh, island okay so you fucking <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hate. do you remember yeah 21st of september yeah yeah um but yeah, so yeah, anyway, so I think it does that, uh, so yeah, it's able to like, I don't know, I, and I think the guy who plays Noah is also yeah. uh, the director and the writer, yeah. um, but I was saying this to you the other day where it's like, it's it's basically Pride and Prejudice, the beginning yeah. of the movie uh, is a quote from Pride and Prejudice, oh, okay, it shows yeah. the Pride and Prejudice book. I have never seen Pride and Prejudice, that's why that went over my head. <laughs> I have only seen it for this podcast, yeah. and I've seen the zombie version, so yeah. I've now seen three versions of it. Woo. Um, but it's, The zombie uh, in the game version. I haven't seen uh, Bride and Prejudice though, the uh. Bollywood version. Uh, I know. I need. I need to catch them all, David. Take that off your yeah. list. Uh, it's on the watch list. But yeah, I so saw this was sent to you where it's like 
I feel like if 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 Bone Yang from SNL, who plays Harry, also yeah. great in SNL, um, if he was to uh, you know approach Disney about this about a movie about you know queer Asian men going uh, to a you know party island, going to Fire Island, and you know a, a relationship and emotional drama happening there, they'd probably be like, mm, who's going to watch that? But I think when you kind of pitch it as the very easy, oh, but it's gay pride and prejudice, studios feel more comfortable about it because they don't have any other movies to base that sort of yeah. um, success off of. But they're like, oh, it's Pride and Prejudice. We've seen that work before. Yeah. And if we, you know, have a version with, you know, gay queer men in it, therefore, like, you know, we can, it's an easier sell to people. So I think that's why it has to be, unfortunately, labeled as just that. But I think what this movie does is it's able to both introduce some good elements, um, like, you know, uh, from modern times, yeah. but also, like I said, that kind of like queer culture as well yeah. into it that kind of keeps it modern and doesn't, it's not a beat for beat. Yeah. It's what is beat for beat because there's one guy and you're like, you're the Wickham. And he knows who the, you know who the Wickham is, David. Wickham sounds like a bad person. He is a bad person. <laughs> I call him Wickham the Dickham. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, uh, I think I did anyway. But um, so yeah, I think it's really cool that it's able to do that. Overall, I, I kind of align with yourself. Like it does feel generic and boring, but it's only because we've seen so many yeah. fucking movies do the Pride and Prejudice thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the other thing I was going to say is, sorry, just on characters just being outwardly gay. That's nice to see. Yeah. Like, um, but then, sorry, the other thing I was going to say. What you so I, I guess what you mean there rather than like someone... Um, we know we've, we've just seen characters so so that, often we've seen we've movies. been told they're gay or not not even that i mean like the likes of say call me by your name it's about a character who oh i understand you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about him becoming you know dealing with the fact that he's gay or there might be something where you know a young boy you know has to live up to a family name and you know him being gay yeah, is yeah. affecting him whereas yeah. these people are gay they're yeah. proud of it yeah. they're, they're enjoying <laughs> themselves but um, but also Sorry, what I thought you were talking about there was, you know the way in Onward, there's a gay character in Yeah. Onward, you're just like, you've been told that. Yeah. And then like in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, two people kiss and you're like, oh, look at that representation. Yeah. Like, that's, that, yeah. there's more trees in that movie. Yeah, than exactly. Yeah. Representation. Yeah. That sort of stuff. So I, lo- so I love the movie for all those reasons. But yeah. I guess for when it comes to like rom-coms, they're not yeah. really my big thing. No, exactly. Yeah. And um, the, this will obviously um, suit certain people over others. So yeah. Um, um, if you like Pride and Prejudice well, I do think they could have gone with a better name though for them Fire Island but see I think because Fire Island's a real thing okay that, maybe, that, yeah just, advertising yeah. yeah but I think like Pride get it Gary see I get that David <laughs> yeah. they could have gone Pride and something Pride and Gay Mischief okay <laughs> exactly something like that um, well actually speaking of someone who loves Pride and Prejudice uh, yeah. our Pride and Prejudice uh, pre- yeah. our Pride and Prejudice uh, correspondent yeah. for the podcast yeah. you know her review was, or peer review was, she gave it three stars. She goes, love is lovely. Taking her classic stories and updating them for romance in our times is exactly what Jane would have wanted. So I didn't know Jane Austen wrote about uh, revenge porn. <laughs> <laughs> she was very, very before her time. Very so, ahead of her yeah. time. I can't believe she has that whole OnlyFans subplot. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, as well, actually, another cool thing about this movie is... Um, uh, gay characters of all ages as well yeah, not just yeah, romance yeah. so I thought that was cool Margaret Cho I think her name is yeah she's in it great anyway um, is it one to watch yeah if you love rom-coms and stuff like yeah, that oh yeah if you love a rom-com if you're a fan of those kind of soppy movies you'll enjoy yeah. this oh yeah it does get it does that whole like stupid yeah. shit at the end I'm like yeah we get it yeah, we get it <laughs> You like each other. <laughs> Get over it. So, and then the last, the last Hidden Gem nominee of the month is Jerry and Marge Go Large. Woo! Uh, exclusively on, and I haven't told David this, because I've been trying to keep it a surprise. 
But I reached out to Power Men Plus Ireland and asked them would they sponsor the show. And as of when it was last week, I have not received any words. <laughs> and they are still ghosting me. Uh, but this movie's on Paramount Plus. It's a new streaming service because there's not enough of them. Um, I think you got me there. <laughs> a big sponsorship deal? Oh, mate. <laughs> so, um, I had the text ready. I was going to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Jerry and Marge Go Large is not only fun to say, but a fun movie. It's basically about a guy from a county or a state in America that I forget who discovers that basically he works in a cornflakes factory all his life and he's really good at numbers and he discovers that the, the local lotto can, if you just enter it enough times, you'll actually win and you're guaranteed to get money back. So after he retires, uh, he doesn't even know what to do with his life. His kid's buying him a fishing boat and he's like, I've never fished in my life. Why the fuck am I? So he just, he's, he's bad at retirement basically. And then he discovers this lotto thing and then all of a sudden it becomes his like, he gets really excited about it. He starts taking out his savings. He's never been adventurous in his investments at all in his life uh, until this comes around. And him and his missus, you know, they'd always kind of talked about work being like a thing where they didn't really like, you know, get on or talk or do things together. But then all of a sudden this brings them together. And it's a really sweet story about um, not only them rekindling their love in a way of excitement of like feeling like they're young again, but then also what they do is this the, the entire town invests in this lotto they set up a company and people get shares in the company and what they use is the the money that's the money that's um raised from the lotto is then pumped back into the community so they're able to have the jazz festival again it's just such a like harmlessly sweet one hour 36 minute movie and of course there's the conflict because the college kids from harvard discover this as well and it's them competing against each other um which is just a bit of like fun it's like a good tv episode episode of like you know it's just like a funny plot from a tv show yeah do you know what i mean like for one episode simpsons, or something. simpsons yeah. exactly yeah it's got brian cranston in it annette benning rain wilson it's just harmless uh, it's directed by the same guy who did um the devil wears prada if that means anything to anyone um i wouldn't say rush out and watch it but if you just want something if you're on a plane i think it's a perfect plane movie um yeah so the reason you enjoyed this movie so much is the gambling aspect oh me <laughs> That and Elvis. All in, baby. All in. Um, you can't lose, man. If you're, you stay at the table long enough, you can't lose. That's uh, that's what they say, right? Always split on a oh. seven. What? <laughs> you always fault. You always uh, you always stick on a stick on a sixteen. I don't know. I can't remember. No, split. I split on a set. Split on a seven, isn't mm-hmm. it? Do you know where you can split your cards? No, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. I went all in. All in, baby. Um, and, okay, and then my peer review, because I don't even want to talk about it, it's just like a yeah. short time. Yeah. And my peer review for the month, uh, for, sorry, peer review for the movie is, oh, yes, the peer review for the movie is, uh, not a great addition to the Barb and Star Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Um, look, it's fun. Right, so Hidden Gem. Oof. Boof. Like, so, I guess, the black phone could be here. Yeah. Like, no, no. The, the black phone you'd see on the side of the bus. But that's what I mean. And that also made, it made like $30 million. Yeah. It's opening week again. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. It could be, but I feel like there's been a load of press about it. See, I think it's bigger here than it would be worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not catering to our American audience. <clears throat> so, uh, but I think these Not three, after what they did. No. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. Um... So we're talking so, like I I can't I can't say for Chacha Rio Smooth, but from what the way you've described it and from what I've heard from several sources, 
I do feel like that could be an option. Yeah, I think I think I'd have to go with that. And I think these three are good because they're all streaming exclusive, so yeah. they're they're quite hidden. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Jerry and Marge go large because Paramount Plus. I would never have heard about that. Oh, mate, it's so good. Unless except for the fact that you got Paramount Plus. Yeah, I got free trial. You're putting money into that, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, Mike Kemp? You're, you're diverting funds. What are you talking about? You're diverting it's a tax funds. tax write-off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to give the cha-cha real smooth. So the guys who give us the cha-cha real smooth. Woo! Cha-cha. Um, right, and then this brings us into the movie of the month. Movie of the month. And um, So I think nominees here, I'm definitely doing with good luck to you, Leo Grant. Woo! Um, I was going to say Elvis, but I think that's just more from a... No, I think you have to play Elvis. I just think it's so well made. Yeah. It's so well produced. I just didn't like what it produced (laughs) and what it made. But I think I I think I have to give it credit for doing it well. Objectively, you have to uh, give it. So I think it it is going to go there. But the last nominee um, is going to be The Black Phone, which we saw two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Um, Monday. Monday. We got over those Monday. This is on Wednesday. Because this is the ultimate midweek madness. The midweek madness. Um, the Black Phone, David. Oh. Okay, so, um, again, simple enough premise. We have a child sn- snatcher uh, who is kind he of... Goes around with a big net, big big nose. Yeah. From Chitty Chitty Bang Chitty Chitty Bang, yeah. There's a big car. Um, no, who, who has been kidnapping kids in Denver, Colorado. Um... It doesn't, you don't really know how long he's been doing it for. It seems like it's been doing for like a year, say. Like he, he's From well, the first kid. Yeah. yeah so like he, he's well known. Like he's he's like this urban legend. And Kinda, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a... And there's an investigation into him. But anyway, our main character, Finn, is... Finn Taken. And he is put in a room. He's grabbed. Basement room. Um, oh yeah, sorry. He's the grabber. I forgot about that. Uh, and he's grabbed. So he's he's put in this basement room uh, uh, after he's kidnapped. And there is a black phone in which the movie is titled. Um, and it is disconnected. But he keeps hearing it ring. And the spirits of the children who were previously taken. Grabbed. Grabbed, sorry. Uh, are talking through how he is going to escape. Yeah. And say le film. Yeah. Um, um, very Stephen King-esque vibes. Do you know who wrote it? Stephen King's son. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I think, no, I don't think he wrote it. I think he directed it. Though. Directed, okay, yeah. Um, no, this is this, this is my type of movie. I love these type of movies. Thriller, keeps you on your toes. Interesting concept without it being kind of um, gimmicky. Yeah. Um, like, it's not... I don't think it's going to shoot... The, it's not the type of movie that shoots the lights out, but it's... It's a quality it the, film. It, it turns them off and leaves you spooked. It's a quality film that, like, you definitely... I don't think we would have seen this no. in cinemas, like, if we were just kind of, like, uh, going or whatever. But, like... But this is the thing. Like, I only was just, like... I only, That's why I loved doing this podcast, yeah. where it's, like... I wouldn't have seen this movie if we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I dragged you and Lily to it somewhere. Because I felt bad. I was like... Oh, I no, I mean, I was going to see it. But that's just, like, I'm, I'm seeing this. Who wants to go? And I didn't know... Because I know Lily doesn't, like horror movies particularly spooky, spooky, spooky films she gets, she gets um, but sh- but I wouldn't even call this a horror movie at no, all it's, not. it's more of a suspenseful thriller like supernatural thriller which is because I don't like horror movies too I just piss myself so fast and hard it's just a continuous stream it's all that coke <laughs> sorry coca cola <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, 
Yeah, it's just it's 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 a simple story, but I just think it's executed so yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I my biggest problem with it was the first thirty minutes kind of dragged. Yeah. But re- looking back, that is a very valuable thirty minutes because it kind of sets up the characters yeah. in the world quite well. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Scott Derrickson, who yeah. did the first Doctor Strange, but also Sinister. If people know yeah. that. Yeah. And um, so this, this is, the, is the thing he cha- he he diverted his kind of attention to after uh, Doctor Strange two. And uh, like got dropped off that. And fair play, because this is better than Doctor Strange 2 by a mile. But also, it's so simple. I can imagine having seen what Doctor Strange 2 turned out as. I could see him watching. refreshing. You're refreshing. It's based on a short story. Um, What's, yeah, I I have so many good things to say about this movie. It's it's, it's set in 1979, but it feels like a movie made in 1979. Um, The performances are all great. I can talk about Ethan Hawke at length at one point whenever that that comes up. Um, But it just, it keeps you guessing somewhat. Um, it's suspenseful. It's it's engaging. It's it's everything you want from one yeah. of these types of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, pretty brutal town, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like just kids getting beat up with rocks. Yeah, yeah. So like the movie starts with like a load of kids in fights and stuff. Yeah. And the, uh, all of a sudden the the the, the 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 kids who fight get caught. And I thought that was going to be a thing, but then it's not yeah. the thing. That's not a spoiler. I just want people going down the wrong yeah. route that I was going down. But um. Yeah, it's just a brutal town of kids yeah. acting up. It might have been like that in the seventies. We don't know. Yeah, I suppose. Well, snowflakes. But yeah, we're all giving each other hugs at half <laughs> at lunchtime. But no, I I do think that really leads into the whole kind of setting and and where it kind of leads into where say Ethan Hawke's character is coming from, but also where our our uh, main character Finn is coming from and reasons why he is a little a little more kind of shy and timid things like that um also the sister whose name is sister woman girl <laughs> their actual name in the movie as well as i was thinking yeah I have Sa- Clee- uh, gwen gwen she's but like you can understand why she she is so tough because like again living uh living in that environment um but as you say, there's a, a, this is the type of film where I don't think there's any kind of time wasted and everything is kind of necessary. Yeah. And everything kind of comes full circle and yeah. you understand uh, why certain things happen in the end. Yeah, because even... Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to spoil too much, but also I don't really want to overhype people because no, like... Yeah. It's not. It's not the best yeah. movie ever. Yeah. It's just I think we went in with such low expectations. It's solid. It's That's solid so movie. solid. Yeah. And like we like, and I think the the theme of this movie this month is disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that light year was disappointment. Yeah. Disappointed. Uh, disappointing. Uh, Jurassic World. Spiderhead. There was some disappointment in Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. <laughs> AA. Um, and Gary didn't get to see any sex scenes. <laughs> didn't get to see any sex scenes. I was disappointed. Cried for weeks. Um, but this movie just it, like it just exceeded my expectations. Yeah. which I think is the only movie that did that this month. Yeah, um, for what it is, like it does exactly what it says in the tin. It's a black that's phone. What you want. Yeah, that's what you want. Um, I want to talk about Ethan Hawke for a sec because yeah. we've most recently seen him in. Can I mention a series, guy? Yeah, sure. Moonlight. Yeah. Not going to give us me talking about series on the podcast, eh? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what you call it, he's great in this. He's in the and, North one as well. You could have mentioned that. I don't want to talk about the North one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the sense of what I'm saying with Moon Knight was, he plays a villain in that. Yeah. And he plays like a superhero villain. Whereas in this, he plays like a psychological villain. Yeah. And, uh, and I think what's really interesting about his character, this is the masks he wears. Yeah. And I don't even want to say too much about the mask because it's really cool. But um, Don't you love talking about the mask? I do love talking <laughs> about the mask. Somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, what you call it 
he has a mask on for most of the movie and I think Jeremy Jams mentioned that how cool is it that like Ethan Hawke was like yeah oh you don't need to see my face yeah I'll just wear the mask if it works for the movie and if it was, makes sense yeah and if there was some you know actor that did want you know like a Pedro Pascal am I right the yeah. Mandalorian no, exactly, yeah. that wanted his face so, shown in most of the movie for publicity you know he'd be like I want to see my face yeah. in the poster but in this we just see a mask and like he is the biggest name in this film yeah but like you actually you see his face for what 10 seconds or something Maybe, like that. but he just gives such an over-the-top yeah. performance and he, and he allows the mask to do quite a lot yeah. of the scaring, which, yeah. is, which is great. The funny um, thing was, every time he had the mask on, I was like, what face is he showing underneath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, no, no, yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, just, just, yeah, just. Um, again, it was, uh, the reason I think I enjoyed this as much as I did is because, as you say, because everything else was just so disappointing. Beforehand. Yeah, Elvis, <laughs> Hustle, not Jerry March, but Large. Like, no, like, yeah, no, I think all the movies that I expected to be good were good, and then movies I was uncertain about, like, Good Luck to you, Leo Grande, I was like, oh, that, like, you know, they were just, I don't know, I think yeah. this just performed solidly. Yeah. And I think in a month so shit. Yeah. I think, I think this might be movie of the month. Yeah. Is it? I think so. It feels oh, yeah. weird. I would never would have called this in a million years. I would also say try and go see this in the cinema because I think watching at home yeah. if you're pausing it it would just ruin yeah, the whole yeah, atmosphere yeah. of the of the movie. Um, and also just make sure there's no one opening a very like what I can only imagine to be a 50 kilometer wide bag of chips behind you. <laughs> Did you hear that person? Yeah, the Chris. What the fuck are they at? <laughs> anyway, um, make sure there's none of that. Yeah. But uh, Try and yeah. go see this in the cinema on your own. <laughs> on your own, yeah. And then walk home. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah does this get movie of the month yeah it does my god like for, yeah I can't see anything else there that yeah. beats it uh, and also the, the peer review for this was from uh, not someone we know but Zara Gwen she gave it four stars she said I would have died so fast because I wouldn't have answered the phone <laughs> and I think well snowflakes know yeah. what it's like to not want to make I mean, phone calls like, look just text me man. No, just, no just text me actually that was the only thing I was going to say is the setting is used really well because there's no technology no technology and yeah. stuff again um, makes sense oh the kid acting by the way um, yeah phenomenal. Madeline what's her name Madeline McGraw I think Madeline McGraw and Mason Thames yeah phenomenal. she's fantastic the girl's fantastic yeah. she's actually in a few things uh, I think this is like his first one there's also some lighthearted moments with her which is which are very oh good. she has a line in this movie we should, that's what we should do we should have any like a best line that would be too hard Imagine trying to go... Well, unless it was something memorable, but like... Something tell, me a, tell me a line from Fire Island. <laughs> I'm gay, <laughs> and I'm on Fire Island. Or Hustle. Oh, no, I know, there's a good basketball. No, do you remember the bit where he's like, on Hustle there, he's like, your mom's, your mom's a whore. And then he's like, oh, no, your mom's not a whore. She doesn't get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, yeah. That's those moments we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh my god. Are those our awards? That's it. Jesus. That's June. That's June. Thank Christ, that's over. Yeah. Well, we uh, no, June, to... I mean, not this. I enjoyed uh, doing this. <laughs> it's we, in the contract. To... I, I signed a five-year contract. It was such a bad idea. <laughs> I thought it made sense. Keeping you here forever. Um, but we've got July to look forward to, David. Oh, can we've got, we... some, we've got Minions 2, The Rise of Gru, which has some of the, my favourite memes I'm seeing online uh, at the moment. Is it actually called Minions 2? No, sorry, it's called Minions, Minions. The Rise of Because I thought that actually would have made more sense because it rhymes. Minions 2, the... I love a good rhyming movie. Yeah. yeah. Minions go to... <laughs> Minions go to Rise of Gru. That's what I would <laughs> like to see. Um, we've got a movie coming out on the 7th of July that I have been waiting months to mention on the podcast. It is the... Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have I have the latest installment in the Thor franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I have been wanting to m- talk about in the podcast because I want to give it its right name, which is Thor 4, more Thor <laughs> part for 4. 
which is the only thing people should be calling this movie. David looks so depressed because I've done this for weeks. <laughs> Thor 4, more Thor part before. That's not the best name ever. I like a, I like a name that rhymes. I've set that up. It's yeah. canon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Minus. <laughs> Please, thank you. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, Minions 2, Thor 4, more Thor, Por Favor. Por Favor. Por Favor. Por Favor. <laughs> Lotus. <laughs> uh, we got The Grey Man, Where the Crawdads Sing, Nope, and DC League of Super Pets. Any of those movies, David, that you're particularly looking forward to for July? Um, I don't know what Nope is about, but I'm interested to see what happens. So it's the latest Jordan Peele yeah, movie after I, us. Uh, yeah, the, the, the trailer's being very, very cryptic about what yeah. it's actually about, which I do like. Yeah happy to see um, we've also got like The Grey Man which is the new Russo Brothers movie with uh, Chris Evans Ryan Gosling and Anna de Armas yeah um, this one like, I, I just have this thing about movies like that if that was any if that was if they really had faith in this it would be coming out in cinemas it is oh it is coming out so in it's coming out in cinemas and for a week and then going to oh, Netflix oh okay okay well then I then I'm more interested because I thought it was straight to Netflix no um, but no I'm interested yeah yeah. Um, Thor 4 I'm interested as well yeah I've, I've been enjoying the um, trailers and stuff yeah and there's been good publicity about it, good it? Re- okay. yeah uh, and then there's obviously like where the crawdads sing the, the, that, um, yeah that looks interesting I think we talked about it last month because I thought it was coming out then yeah. do you see League of Super Pets <sighs> you, have you seen The Secret Life of Pets I've seen the first one is this anything like Is it looks like the it's same a, animation doesn't probably it probably is yeah yeah but these ones are Super Pets they should have called it The Secret Life of Super Pets DreamWorks DreamWorks and uh, WB is it? No, no they're WB. someone else now Universal yeah okay, sure. I mean, yeah, so yeah so we've got a bit of a shit month ahead of us no we don't what? stop that what? One, oh, stop that negativity what are you talking about? like okay Tor Tor 4 Tor 4 more Tor okay so that's catching off yeah that's alright okay could it be? Marvel's been shit these days but I, I think I have faith Taika Waititi He's lost the plot of it. Have you seen him on the press tour? Have yeah. You, actually, yeah, here's another tangent because apparently this podcast needs to be longer. Um, have you seen it every what time he keeps man? getting asked uh, about the new Star Wars movie and if he's written it or not? He's always like, oh yeah, man, it's completely... He goes, but what is... I don't know what the accent is. He goes, but what is writing at the end of the day? <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Tor 4, por- more Tor 4, por- par- 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 por- uh, The Grey Man, that looks good. You, you just said you weren't sure if it's going to be good. Yeah, because I didn't think it was coming out in cinemas. Okay, fine. Okay. Look, I, I have I have total faith in Ryan Gosling. As you should. Yeah. I, once he stays very quiet and stoic in the movie, you know yeah. it's going to be good, which is why I'm looking forward to Barbie. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Where the Crawdad Sings, yeah, could go either way, yeah. but I'm interested to see. And Nope. I'm interested to see what Nope's about. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've actually never seen a Jordan Peele movie. Oh, my, me. I know, I know. Me. It's what the watch list is for. I'll get around to it. Treat yourself. Uh, but obviously the best thing is going to be Minions, Thorns of Gru. I would watch us first, then get out. What, has he done anything else? That sounds like instructions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you do As in, like, someone should watch us and then get out of the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. Sorry, that's what, that's, what was, that's, that's what I was going for. Because okay. his movies don't make it. This, the, okay. Yeah. I get you now. Um, right, should we wrap this up, David? Yeah, about time. <laughs> That's another good movie. I've seen that. Um, Me. Right, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We. Um, you- one thing I will say, if if people enjoyed our nonsense ramblings of midweek, would you uh, would you prefer more of this or less of this? Oh, that's really good. That should yeah. be the poll. That should more be- midweek madness <laughs> or less midweek madness. Yeah, yeah. Third option, 
get out and watch us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, but like like I said, thank you very much for anyone who's listened to this or any of the other ones. Um, yeah, uh, what you call it? Let us know what you think about movies, and we'll mention it more on the sh- on the I don't want to call it show on the on the podcast. On the um, whether that be on uh, Letterboxd or um, Instagram, I'll leave the links in the descriptions. And look forward to July. Look forward to July. Bye.